Good morning, buenos dias, sophomores. It's a joy to be back with you all today. Today is Monday, the 23rd of March, 2020. This is our fourth day and the beginning of our second week of remote learning. Before we begin class today, I want to say thank you all for your efforts so far throughout our remote learning. Nearly everyone has done all of their classwork each day, which has really impressed me. And I'm also really grateful for the feedback that you gave me through email, but also through the Google Form survey that most of you took at the end of class last week. That helped me to see how you all were doing, what's working for you, what's not working for you in this class, and get ideas about how I can give some more things out there that you might be interested in. So thank you for taking that survey. If you haven't yet done so, please take that survey when you can. That helps me know how you're doing. Before we begin class today, and before prayer today, I do have a quick Bible joke. And the Bible joke is, why did the picture go to jail? Why did the picture go to jail? The picture went to jail because it was framed. <laughs> like a picture frame. Okay. There's your joke of the day, children of God. Today for prayer, we're going to do a brief meditation. So I encourage you to sit in an upright position and close your eyes if you are able to. Let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sitting in an upright position with our hands free of anything that might be in them and our eyes closed. Just take a few moments to be aware of our presence here in this new day. This new day as a gift from God, even amid the challenges that we face. So let us take a big deep breath in now. Take a big inhale. Hold your breath briefly. And now exhale deeply and completely. Let your body relax. Take a second big deep breath in. Hold it briefly. And now exhale deeply and completely. Let any tension in your mind go. Take a third big deep breath in. And now exhale deeply and completely. Let your body relax. Now breathing normally, but still with your eyes closed, take a moment to observe how you're doing emotionally. Do you feel content? Do you feel fearful, angry, upset? How are you feeling emotionally today? Now take a moment to observe how you're doing spiritually. Do you feel God's closeness to you? Where have you felt him this morning or today or over the weekend? Or does God feel distant? Is he hard to trust in right now?
Let's take one more moment in the silence of our hearts to share how we're doing emotionally and spiritually with God. Share with him what you're struggling with, what you need help with, what you're content in or joyful in. Take some time in the silence to do that now. God, we ask that you hear us and be aware of our needs and help us to overcome any difficulties we face. St. John Baptist de La Salle, pray for us. Son Miguel, pray for us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very good. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. One of the things that you all mentioned in your survey from last week some prayer resources or different sorts of prayer that you'd like to incorporate. And I was also grateful to see that many of you have tried to pray each day over break, which is great. So shortly after I record this episode and upload your assignment for the day, I'm going to send you at least three different ways in which you could pray over break. Um, I'm going to send you a link to Brother Camillus's website, which has his meditations. I'm going to send you a link to some good Christian music. Some of you like to listen to music for prayer. And I'm going to send you uh, the songs of a particular artist, Audrey Assad, who's uh, very, very calm and very beautiful music. And she has a great voice. And then I'm also going to send you a website called form.org, which has prayer resources in both Spanish and English. And it has different topics, different videos recorded as well, about different things about what Catholics believe. So if you're Catholic or if you're not Catholic and you want to learn more about why Catholics believe certain things, it's a great website that has bunches of videos about different topics about Christianity and Catholicism. And right now, because of the coronavirus, they're offering for a 40-day free trial of their website, which has, again, lots of high-quality videos. So I'm going to send you a link for that, too. So firstly, Brother Camillus's website Secondly, Audrey Assad, some good music videos. And then thirdly, the site form.org, which has things like the rosary and mass in Spanish and English, but also teaching topics about religious things. So I'll send those over your way. Okay, that's a little bit of the housekeeping. That is the housekeeping for today. And what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to work on analyzing the prologue. And the prologue means first word or beginning. We're going to analyze the prologue of the Gospel of Luke in Luke chapter 1 in comparison to the Gospels of Matthew and Mark. So we're, we've read those two Gospels already, and now we're going to start reading Luke, and we're going to compare the three. We're going to do this by analyzing Luke's motives for writing the Gospel in Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and Luke's hook for writing his Gospel, his reason for Engaging the reader or engaging the reader. So that's what we're going to look at today. This you can find in the Google Doc that I've uploaded along with this podcast. So first, we're going to take a look, a look, <laughs> a look at Luke chapter one. So if you could take out your Bible to Luke chapter one, that would be excellent. For most of us with the Catholic Youth Bible, this is 
page 1413. This is page 1413. And I'm going to read. As we read, I encourage you to annotate for anything that shows Luke's motivation for writing this and also tells us a little bit about who he's trying to hook into the reading because of what he writes. Remember, just like in a song, in a Super Bowl commercial, in a book, in a movie, there's going to be a hook at the beginning. It's going to tell us a little bit about what the author wants the reader or the viewer to engage in. And so that is what we're looking for now. In Luke. So again, we're looking at page 1413, Luke chapter 1. Here we go. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. The days in the days of King Herod, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Once when he was serving as a priest in his division's turn before God, according to the practice of, of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then when the whole assembly of the people was praying outside at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right hand of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw, and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers toward children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel, who stand before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a great vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then, when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, So the Lord has done for me at a time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others. In the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was called, was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. During those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The, Almighty, the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has remembered Israel his servant, remembering his mercy according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs asking his father, Zechariah, what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name, and all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke blessing to blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. 
Then Zechariah, his father, filled, the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and brought redemption to his people. He has raised up a horn for our salvation within the house of David, his servant, even as he promised through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to be mindful of his holy covenant, of the oath he swore to Abraham, our father, and to grant us that rescue from the hands of enemies. Without fear, we might worship him in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, shall be called prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the daybreak on, from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and death's shadow, to guide our feet into the path of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit. And his heart was that he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. That is Luke chapter one, ladies and gentlemen. There are 80 verses. It's a long chapter. It's a beautiful chapter. There are some important prayers in there. So as we finish up the chapter, I would like you to do part B and part C on the Google Doc. Part B, you're thinking about what happened in this chapter. So summarizing the different things that happened. I'd like you to think about at least three different things in the chapter and go with the simple explanation or summary of describing who did what, when did this happen, where did this happen, and reasons why the things happened in this chapter that happened there. So I'd like you to write that in a paragraph. That's part B. And then part C is, how is this gospel so far different than Matthew and Mark's gospel. So you don't need to answer question C outright, but I want you to answer number one and number two underneath letter C. Number one is what is his, that's the author, what is the author's Luke's motivation for compiling a narrative of the things which have been accomplished, which is Luke chapter one, verse one. And it's right there in the first four verses. So what is his motivation? And then also, what is his hook? So using your summary, how is this hook different than Matthew and Mark's hook? I want you to write multiple complete sentences and return to Matthew 1 and Mark 1 to think about these things. Please go back to these instructions after I give this last announcement. Um, but that is your instructions for the day. So hopefully that shouldn't take you more than 10, 15 minutes to do parts B and C. My last announcement today is that Wednesday of this week from noon to two o'clock, we will have a Google Hangout for Religion 2. This is optional. It's encouraged, but it's not required. Many of you in your survey responded yes with your desire to do this. And so we are going to do this. Make sure that for the Google Hangout, you are in a place where you would feel comfortable and you'd make others feel comfortable. So I'd encourage you to be sitting at a table or at a chair um, that's upright and sitting in, in relatively well-dressed clothes. You don't have to be wearing your school uniform, but do make sure your shoulders are covered and you're not going to be distracting, but you will be um, beautifully dressed as you are. Okay, So that's expectations. Just don't put yourself or others in an awkward place with where you're sitting or what you're dressed with. 
And then also, we are going to use this for a bit of our classwork on Wednesday. So every 30 minutes in that discussion, so at 12 noon, at 12.30, at 1 o'clock, at 1.30, at 2 o'clock, I'm going to bring our conversation back to discussing our lesson question of the day. So if you want to do your lesson question of the day in the Google Hangout, make sure that you have done the homework before you join the Google Hangout. If you're not able to join the Google Hangout that day, that is okay. You're gonna record your response, your response by making a Flipgrid. So either you're gonna join the Google Hangout to share your information about the lesson, or you're going to create a Flipgrid video for that day. And I'll have more details about that upcoming. But the Google Hangout is not going to be purely talking about the lesson of the day. We can talk about anything in regard to the scriptures we've been reading, questions you have about coronavirus or about fears, about why God is letting it happen, questions about other things in regard to religion or spirituality or about how to pray during this time. So that's going to be our time during Google Hangout. Again, every half hour, we're going to return to the lesson objective. Um, so that would be great for you to do. If you don't want to make a Flipgrid, you can just join the Google Hangout and we'll give us time to share. But also each of those half hours will have time for us to have discussion. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Know that I'm thinking of you and praying for you. And I'm praying rosaries for your petitions that you left in the Google Forms. God bless you. I love you all.